Hey everybody, welcome back to another Physiology Secrets. Uh, today I just wanted to have a quick chat about high fat, uh, low carb diet. So I just, I just finished a session with, uh, with Greg McLaren who will be listening to this today. Um, and uh, we went into a lot of detail. We had, we had a, a big consulting session, talked about everything from you know, training to nutrition to caffeine and all that sort of stuff. And, and one of the things that I, uh, we, we covered off was he sort of just asked my opinion on, on um, you know, riding depleted, um, depleted of carbs and, and the effects that it has on, on fat burning and all that sort of stuff. So um, I want to talk about the FASTER study. And for those who aren't familiar with, with the FASTER study, or even before I go into that, um, when I'm talking about high, high fat, low carb, w- w- what I'm talking about is, is there's, a, there's sort of a sub-niche a sub niche of the endurance community who are, who are um, depriving themselves of carbohydrates uh, and replacing it with a high fat diet, so your nuts, your avocados, um, your uh, meat, stuff like that, stuff that's high in fat and, and avoiding, avoiding the traditional method of, of eating lots of grains, wheat, uh, cereals, rice, that sort of stuff, uh, pastas, lasagnas, all that, um, which tradi- traditionally athletes have had uh, to boost performance. So um, I won't go into a great detail of the bio, the biology of it because I did cover that off in a previous podcast, but just as a quick refresher, um, we've got carbs and fats that we can use for energy. The higher the intensity, the more carbohydrates you'll use because it takes two and a half times less oxygen to break it down, all right? When we break down a fat, it's more dense. When it's more dense, it means it'll give us more energy, but it does take a lot longer um, to to give us that energy, and it has to undergo a more complicated process, which is called beta oxidation, all right? Which is basically, uh, it has to go through an extra process to break down a six carbon molecule into into fewer carbons. So it just takes a lot longer, all right? It takes more oxygen, therefore it needs more time, all right? So high intensity, you're gonna use carbs. Low intensity, you, you use more fat. Um, so the theory behind the, the high fat, low carb diet is that if we can, if we can force our bodies, to, so if we can deplete ourselves of carbohydrates, we therefore have to force our bodies to use fat. Um, and theoretically our body will get better at burning fat so that we can burn fat at higher intensities and not have to rely on carbohydrates. If we use up more fat, as we know, we have unlimited fat stores. The average 70 kilogram lean male has 100,000 calories of available fat, which is enough to last for weeks. Whereas we have a very limited source of carbohydrates, somewhere around 2,000 calories, depending on size, which is about enough for uh, two hours of high intensity activity. So if we can use more fat, we don't need carbohydrates. Uh, We can use fat at high intensities, then we will become bonk, uh, bonk proof. So we can't hit the wall, we can go all day and, and, and never fatigue, all right? That's the theory. Now in practice, the research doesn't show that. Um, the research is very much suggesting that, you know, it doesn't, just by re- reducing your carbohydrates, you can't just um, change your biology in terms of, you still have to undergo beta oxidation, which is a long process and, and requires a lot of oxygen, okay? A lot of the, a lot of the, the newer research is suggested, uh, I mean, there's a lot being done and there still will be a lot to be done. And I actually encourage them to do it because, you know, we, we always want to challenge methods, um, but there, there, there's no supporting or no significant supporting evidence yet to, to, to uh, prove high fat. But a lot of what the research is saying at the moment is that um, high fat will 
uh, will hinder any event that, that, that's being uh, participated at at 85% VO2 max or above. So it, it hinders your ability to, to, to hold around threshold or, or close to threshold for long periods. Um, and it actually reduces your economy because you need to, it actually takes more oxygen uh, to burn fat than it does a carbohydrate, okay? Few, uh, more research needs to be done in the ultra distance guys, the, uh, the, the very long events at, at a sub-max intensity, so the 65% and below. Um, so, so going forward, the future research is really gonna be to see how applicable it is for the guys who maybe have to go for 12 hours, 24 hours and, and, and above. Um, because anything higher intensity, it's, uh, it's already been proven that it doesn't work, all right? Now, I just want to quickly touch on the FASTA study because I'm starting to blabber on a bit. But the FASTA study, I, I've lost count of how many times I get sent this study uh, whenever I bring up something about nutrition. But basically, what the FASTA study was, it took a group of, uh, of ultra-distance uh, runners and it split them up into a high-fat, low-carb group and a high-carb low fat group. So the traditional method of eating high carbs and the and this newer method of, of eating high fats. And what it wanted to do is compare the fuel utilization during a, a maximal test, all right? So basically they, they ran on a treadmill similar as you would as a VO2 max test. They did a VO2 max test. They're measuring the oxygen coming in, carbon dioxide coming out, and from that they figure out if they're using fat or carbohydrates. Um, so basically one group had a high fat diet for quite a while, one had a high carb diet for quite a while, and they, they did a, a test before and after the intervention. What it showed was that, hey, these high fat guys can actually burn quite a lot more fat than these high carb guys can, um, and even at higher intensity. So that, in theory, would prove that uh, by, by reducing carbohydrates, we become more efficient at using fat and therefore can last longer um, in an event. Now, what people don't realize is that, that in that methodology, if you go into the methods, is that just before or immediately prior to doing the exercise test, I think it was a three-hour test, don't quote me on that, it was quite a while, um, but just before doing the test, what they did was they fed the high-carb group a high-sugar, a sugar-rich uh, a sugar -rich drink, so a high-GI drink, so like a, I don't know, like a, a Coke, it wasn't a Coke, but it was a, a high-carbohydrate drink. Um, and they fed the, the high fat group a, a low carbohydrate drink, all right? Now what happens when we ingest carbohydrates, we release insulin, all right? What insulin does, insulin circulates the blood and it, it controls our glucose level. So insulin is going to find that sugar, that glucose, and it's gonna convert it into glycogen and store it into glycogen, all right? So it takes the, the free-floating glucose, stores it in our muscles as glycogen, so we can use that for energy later. All right, so that's what insulin does. What insulin also does is it inhibits fat burning capacity. All right, so it, it, it makes it harder for our body to break down fat and adipose into energy. So what I'm trying to get at with this is that it's not the carbohydrate which, is, which inhibits fat burning, it's the insulin which inhibits fat burning, all right? Insulin is released when we eat carbohydrates, okay? So what, what they've done in the FASTA study is they have, they've, um, they've fed this high carb group a, a very high sugary drink, which has released a lot of insulin and it's inhibited their fat burning. So any results they've gotten are, are invalid because, because it's not new science. We've, we've known that insulin inhibits fat burning forever, right? So what they've done is they've just introduced another variable into this study flooded them full of insulin, and now they, they can't burn fat during the test, or, or not efficiently, all right? 
So what they needed to do was they needed to have this dietary intervention in the lead up and then the 24 hours prior to the, the, the follow-up test, they needed to keep the diet the same because it shouldn't, the test wasn't to do with, with whether insulin is, inhibits fat burning, it's whether eating and training on a, on a different diet is going to affect um, your fat burning levels during an exercise test. But by, by flooding them full of insulin, they've just completely ruined the study, okay? So... In terms of a practical takeaway from this, what it means is, or, or what, what, what it means is that the insulin is going to inhibit your fat burning. It's not the presence of carbohydrates. So you can still eat carbohydrates during, uh, you know, in, in the lead up to an event and during training. All you want to try to avoid is, is this insulin fluctuation. So what it means is, don't worry about eating carbohydrates, but maybe you know, two or two hours before the event, maybe don't go and have a a gel or, a, or a, um, a sugary drink. And I already recommend that to my guys. I say, look, have a low GI breakfast so you don't have a massive insulin release. Um, and then don't have a gel until an hour into the race. Okay, most people have a gel just before it. They spike their insulin levels. They can't burn fat and they, and they hit the wall quicker. All right, so I say, look, don't delay it. Sorry, don't eat um, carbohydrates until maybe an hour into the race because after that, you're going to have to eat carbohydrates because if you don't replenish them, you're going to hit the wall because you're going to run out of carbs. You're going to have to use fat, and fat takes two and a half times more oxygen to use. All right. Um, so that's sort of my take on the high fat, low carb. There's very little science, very little um, peer-reviewed scientific literature which actually supports it. Like there's some that that that, that may look like it supports from the outside, but um, when you actually look at the methodology, they've made a pretty silly error, such as flooding them full of insulin um, but having said that there is a lot of anecdotal evidence out there that people swear by it and look end of the day I'm not a dietitian but if it works for you then then go ahead and try it but in terms of being able to become a more efficient fat burner just through eliminating carbohydrates is there's nothing nothing at, at all to support that um, controlling your insulin levels that makes sense yeah be, be careful of when you're eating um, in terms of arguments for like gut health and, and inflammation, that's a different story. Like if, 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 if you need to do that, if you need to modify um, your sugar intake and your carb intake for those reasons, then that's fair enough. That's, that's something, that's a different topic. I'm talking purely from a performance point of view in that, that high fat diets will, will actually reduce your performance, particularly when we're going high intensity, which is anything less than about four hours, five hours. Um, but for weight loss purposes, for gut health, all that, I'm, I'm not gonna go into that topic. That's out of my scope. I'm not a dietitian. Um, so as a quick summary, try it if you want. Anecdotal evidence, sure, but from a scientific point of view, there's nothing there um, for a performance point of view. And uh, yeah, basically you, you can't just change biology through changing what you eat. Insulin will inhibit fat burning, so be careful of when you're gonna be consuming high GI sugars. But the simple presence of carbohydrate is actually going to improve your performance and not hinder it. Hopefully that was useful, guys. Any questions, let me know. Please uh, please like and share the, the podcast. I wanna get more people involved. Um, you know, see, I think we said about three, got about 3,000 downloads for the first month, which isn't bad, but uh, look, if you know somebody who, if you know somebody who might be interested in our stuff, then please, please, please share it with them. Put it on your socials. I want to get more people involved in this podcast, right? The more the merrier. So, um, if you found any value whatsoever with these podcasts, please just share it with at least one person. Put it on your social, whatever. Um, let's get as many people in as we can. Speak to you soon.